<laughs> Did it freeze? Are we on? I think this I think the screen froze when we're still on. What's up, y'all? Hey. The screen froze. That's why we're over here looking crazy. <laughs> he was all just waiting. Right. It ain't nothing but the devil. That ain't nothing but the devil. Uh so just undo the airplay and redo it. And you should be straight. I think. Or to ruin everything. <laughs> I think if you just undo the airplay to the TV and come back, it should still be picking up our audio. You get my audio? Yeah, we're straight. There we go. There How we y'all go. doing? How y'all doing? How's everybody doing? Welcome to Religiously Incorrect. Welcome, Saturday, welcome. Saturday Night Live version, and we are froze up again. again. <laughs> what's, what's, what's up? Well, let's, let's just let's just let's go with it. Just, let's go we just going to roll with We're it. Fine. We just going to roll with it. We are we are we are doing a Saturday Night Live issue. It is brought to you by Phillips Care Training, the proud new owners of High Street Fitness, 277 High Street in Cortland. Uh, they are running a special. Uh, they always running some type of special. So don't go down there. Get your body right. It's almost the end of summer, but you might want to get that going back to school body. You know, you might want to get right, that. You right. know, it might be your first year of college. You don't want to go up there looking all flabby and stuff. You know, absolutely. You know what I mean? You know, you want to make a good impression. So go see, go see our, our man, uh, uh, Mike Phillips, and uh, he'll get you right. He'll get you right. What's going on, Big Todd? Man, ain't nothing going on. Uh, everything is everything. It's Saturday night. You know, this used to be old school revival night. Yes, you sir. Know, yes, uh, sir. The, the, the second night of church anniversary. Uh-huh. You know, just that, that night where the Saints would go to church and then spend all night at Applebee's. Yes. Sir. Oh, man. Was that was Perkins. that good stuff? Yes, sir. So, yep. And some of y'all, some of y'all know y'all were wine and dash, dine and dash. Listen, the Saints. <laughs> the Saints. Are the worst tippers. Dine and dash. The worst tippers you find anywhere. Wait a minute, excuse me. And Mike, cut up. Mike, wait a minute, wait. Just cut myself on his <laughs> on his on his uh creases. <laughs> he he I got those creases, baby. Woo! Listen, I just came that, from oh, church. He got that army iron going I, on. I that. just came. I just came from church. Hey, Bishop, how are you doing? I want you to comment on this subject tonight. <laughs> we want you to comment on this subject tonight, <laughs> Pastor Jimmy Sherry. Hey, everybody, God like, tag, God share. Let somebody know that we're here. If it hiccups or we have a bad connection or whatever, just forgive us. Don't worry. What, what they like you to can say, still hear us. Charge, charge to our, our head, head, not our, our hearts. hearts. <laughs> <laughs> if I forget anybody, charge it to my head and not our hearts. The but, saints, but the ain't. Speaking of charging it to your heart. Oh, my God. Sister Kim Burrell. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. 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 <laughs> the uh she she's like the female Rance Allen. I, she might be worst. I mean, oh, as a singer. Oh, yeah. Oh, as yeah, a yeah. singer. Definitely, definitely. Just runs definitely. that nobody else can duplicate. Can't nobody duplicate. So jazzy, so talented, but Lord. Arrogant. Is that what you call it? Arrogance. Is that what we call it? That's what I call it. I call you it, call it air, arrogance. Arrogance. And, and I he, mean, yeah. I think I mean what do you even what do you even say about I mean you 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 get I guess you gotta start with you know with the first first thing she said was talked about the people being ugly and this was she she made it known that she wasn't talking about them, but she was she was talking about y'all. She was talking about people if you live in a trailer park. In a trailer park. Then she talked about the PPP loans and trying PPP to cover it with loans. the power praise and 
whatever it was. It's just it was a lot. Okay, I wanna I, I wanna tap into a broader theme than just is she mean, is she nasty, is she arrogant, or whatever? Because it's not fair to just pick on one person. I think overall there is a looseness. And Bishop Bellinger, you can tap in on this. There is a looseness with pulpit etiquette and behavior. I hate to wear my face paused right there. Right, right. You got the stank face because I farted. Uh, but you, there, there is a looseness. Absolutely. With behavior in the pulpit, with commentary, comments. I, I'll be looking at my comments right here so I can still read y'all comments. The way that we joke the way that we use innuendo, the way that we throw shade, the way, you know, and oftentimes it's coming in moments and from people who aren't even really supposed to be speaking or talking that much anyway, everybody. Well, I, I think it, it, it's based upon we live in a, a society of likes and shares and go viral. And we think that if we say this is going to get us those likes and those shares and it's going to get us to go viral when saying this is actually not what God wants. This is still a holy, a sacred place. Thank you. And, 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 and maybe it's because we have so many services that have, uh, I guess, so many meaningless purposes mm-hmm. that half the time we're treating the conferences, the anniversaries, the whatever they are. It's just like we're just having church for any reason and and having it with any spirit. But there's even something broader is this idea of this is me. This is the real me. I'm not stuffy and and whatever. So I'm going to be, you know, so out there that I want everyone to see me as more of a personality than a person. Right. Right. And here's my personality. You know, and I think that what you said about social media, the TikTok world, everybody is known for something now. Right. And even some people who legitimately are dear friend. I know one of Bishop Bellinger's dear friends, uh, J.D. Ellis, mm. was known for having a unique personality where he could be silly and sacred at the same time. Absolutely. And I can't tell you how many people I've met younger pastors or bishops and want to be bishops who think that because he gained a certain notoriety for having a particular silly, sacred churchified way about him that they're trying to emulate that Mm -hmm. in everything they do. Can't even order food at the restaurant without speaking in tongues and acting silly, you know, Making church into a game, but it then is. the game, the silly does become nasty. It becomes shade throwing. And I'm, I'm, where does it end? You know, you got the one guy who went viral and, and, and from what I'm hearing now, he's pretty rich, well off uh, saying, you know, I don't, I don't like men no more. I like girls. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And, he's, and, he's become a personality a based personality. off of that. And, 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 and it's based on the backs of church of, you know, and so I, I think we. But we don't take ourselves that serious because we share, right. we laugh, we joke, Absolutely. we retweet. Absolutely. We, and, and, and not to say that there, every community of people has its own culture and inside. But when it's on such a broad platform, that's where it becomes dangerous. And honestly, I mean, 
I was never a big fan of Kim Burrell and others like her who I think take too much liberty Absolutely. with that personality because dude called her out on Sunday's best years ago right? when her and Donnie were laughing or whatever. And, and the funny thing is there's this whole corrective thing that I watched that video. Of course it cropped up again, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like this isn't her first time, but it cropped up again. And it was like, Oh, if you have a problem with me, it's your problem. Right. You got it wrong. Right. Right, and, right. and to me, I just feel like that when you said the first word, you said arrogance. That's where the arrogance comes in. And now you're making two and three and four and five apologies. Right. That so so that, that's where, really where I want to go to. Are these apologies legitimate? Do Should we, you know, just be quick to forgive? And it, what do you think? First of all, do you think it was even legitimate? Well, you know, in a way. First of all, we know that most of these apologies are just damage control. And if there was not an outcry, if there was not an outcry, right, or if one or two people had just come up to her after that service in that church and said, I didn't appreciate that, she probably would not have right. done that. It was, there's, there, there's a saying that says you're only sorry because you got caught in right. this particular situation. It's you're only sorry because you got called out. Because you got called out. Thank right. you. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's perfect. And you know what? She's like any other star. Or prominent person. Fact of the matter is, I'm not even sure we legitimately have a right to demand repentance from her as the public. Because we do that to everybody. Will owes everybody an apology for slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> you know, uh, everybody. Do they really? Do they? I mean, I, I get the whole my fans. I don't want to. You know, Hulk Hogan, the Hulkamaniacs, I want to, I disappointed you. <laughs> but, but social media has created this other dynamic where we all feel offended on behalf of the offended. Mm. And so we all demand an apology on behalf of the person that it was actually done to. Absolutely. And we're the ones saying it's not good enough. That was it. But, but really, do, do we even have a right to say that? And does it really change? Anything? Here's one thing I've discovered. I don't know how long social media has, you know, as far as massive it with Facebook, some 12, 13 years now, not one person's opinion has changed about anything since social media was created. You know, so if people didn't like Kim Burrell, they, 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 they're not going to like her. If they didn't like what she did, her apology is never going to be sufficient. Here's the thing. There, there's a guy at our job and Big Mike can tell you that. I mean, most of the people absolutely just. Just doesn't don't like him. Right. Just be honest. Right. They just don't like him. And we was coming out of work, and one guy said, he said, you know what? I love him. He said, because no matter how many people hate him, no matter how many people dislike him, he he never changes. <laughs> His attitude does not change. He's still gonna be an idiot. He's still gonna be considered no matter what you say, no matter how many times, you know, they write him up, they talk about him, they go to the union on him, he stays consistent. Can you turn down the Turn just turn on the audio. I'm sorry, I did that. Hey guys, I'm sorry, I did that. I should have did it during meme of the week, but I wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to uh, see comments. Yeah, okay, go ahead. But yeah, he loves them because he does what he does. So that's what I mean. If you're going to be an idiot. If you're going to stay consistent with your be jerky all the be, time, be, be the idiot you're going to be, be. Yeah, be that person. And so so here's here's the question. Is there a 
is there a, let me make sure I'm talking to the mic. Is there a, a uh, middle ground in between um, uh, to, to you and only you have I sinned and to thee and only thee have I sinned and making an apology and having to make a heartfelt apology? Well, first of all, there is some things about going before the church, you know, in a broader sense, mm-hmm. going to that person. So that heartfelt apology, number one, should be to those people. She should call those people, call that pastor and say, honestly, I'm sorry. I brought this kind of attention out of your event that I was a guest at. Right. That, that this is when people they're going to associate this incident with that. And, you know, to them. But then again, if it's the church and you're part of the church. But again, that whole broadness of everybody. Right. Now, now, just to put it in context, from what I hear, I don't know this. Right. From what I hear that. She was at a at Bist or Prophet Karn's church. Correct? Okay, never mind. He's and, a clown. Never mind. And, right. It all makes sense. And so, so he was, he literally started all this and she just followed up by what he had already started. And it goes, so, it, it goes back to you get out of what you put into it. You create that culture. If it becomes a culture of silliness, a culture of smart remarks is he's literally prophesied and then said silly stuff to people he was prophesying to. I mean, so that's, that's a cultural thing, but you know, again, it's the outrage of the week. Yeah. Church people are no different than anybody else. But again, sometimes I get bothered because it feels like we are exposing our outrages to the world that the rest of the world, so many people saw the names or saw the conversation and said, who are you talking about? What is this issue you're talking about? And people who wouldn't have known about this mess now know about it. And of course, that's the witness of the church. There you go. There. That's why I don't go to church. church. That's exactly why. The person I never heard of said something (laughs) that I don't understand (laughs) to people I'll never meet. That's why. That's why. That's why you don't go to church. So, Kimberell, I forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really what matters is that some pastor in Ohio you never heard of forgives you. And, and when I say I don't care, I don't mean this in a callous, I don't care about your being or your ministry. Right, right, right. I don't care. And honestly, most people don't really care. They just like to talk. Something to talk about. It's just something the same. And, and next week, it'll be something else. And, and the apologies were garbage. Then she threw the lawyer under the bus. I mean, it was she was like the lawyer wrote that. <laughs> the lawyer wrote this. I'm like, that was my lawyer. That, that was my lawyer. I would have never you, had. You know, she, like, you know me. She literally threatened that I would. If you have. Listen, you have to know by now. And how many times have I said this, Pastor Jeff? If we can take some anonymous preacher whose tooth falls out while he's preaching and turn it into a thousand remixes on TikTok. Oh, absolutely. And we joke about it for the rest of our lives. You being famous, you are not exempt. You can claim that you're going to sue people for slandering you and all that mess if you want to. But again, stop showing favorites. And that's what I'll end this with. Hey, church folk, that especially the ones that defended and y'all should stop. Make sure you save that energy for the person that's not your favorite singer and not your favorite preacher. That's just a, that's good, a, a, a nobody who was a bad acting choir director that somebody put a 12 second video online and now they're dirt to you and you've shared it a thousand times. Make sure you keep that grace energy for them too. Cause I'm oh. sick of y'all saying, leave my auntie alone, leave Kirk alone, leave Michael Todd alone, leave Vicky Wines alone. But you never say leave that anonymous person alone. Leave Jeff Stanford alone. Leave Todd Johnson that? alone. Leave me alone. Cause y'all be gossiping about me. I know you do. And while we talking about talking about folk, we about to talk about some people right now on this meme of the week. 
Because it's meme of the week. Meme of the week. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Thank you. Send us your memes of the week. When you sick and the pastor still want you to lead praise (laughs) 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 from my bed. Listen, hey, hey, have you (laughs) have you ever had a musician call you and was like, hey man, I ain't feeling real good. so we'll make it dark. Right. <laughs> yes. So what does that mean? But, but, yeah. So uh sick enough not to come? Or I mean can can you just play for the first service? Can I play? <laughs> you got 10 minutes? <laughs> Bro, the toilet's right down the hall. <laughs> you know, you know there's a blessing and a pressing. Now, you know what that's what I was about to say. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That that's what brought to my mind. How you know, and it is so funny. <laughs> Especially now that we are in this pandemic thing. And now we're telling people not to come to church if you feel any symptom of anything. Right. But before the pandemic, no matter what your symptoms were, (laughs) we were like, you need to press your way. I don't care if I got one leg. This is the place. This is the hospital. This is the hospital. This is where you get healed at. Listen. Some of them COVID and then, folks and found then out. Somebody, and then you're going to have somebody say, after, I wasn't feeling I well. I wasn't feeling good. I pr- but, but, but after I stayed, oh Lord. after I got in the prayer, that word. <laughs> I've had people literally say, the Lord healed me while I was praising. He was healing me while I was worshiping. And as soon as the church is over, call an ambulance. <laughs> Pastor, I was at ER all night. <laughs> but, but I mean, the, the press. Think about how different it became. It used to be press, press at all costs. Press. Yes. Now we're telling song, people. If I could just press. Now we will put you out the church if we hear you cough. Man, in a hurry. Get, get, get out the church. And, 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 and can we talk about the other side before we get off of this? How about the person that presses and they they shouldn't have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never stop laughing at that Lou Rawls video where he's trying to sing and he starts coughing <laughs> in the middle of the song. <laughs> Let me ask you something. I mean, Cause we see people we, we have, and we see people who should not be there. Do you know, or have you done yourself ask anybody to leave yet? No, no. Look, I, and I don't know of a church that has taken someone's temperature or heard someone coughing or anything. And was just like, you know, maybe you I mean, once I didn't want to ask me to leave because I was up there coughing <laughs> one Sunday. Like, I'm all right. Saying this. Now we literally say it's not COVID. <laughs> By the way, it's not COVID. And some pastors, y'all using that excuse too. I ain't feeling good today. <laughs> but it, <laughs> yeah, I ain't got a word. Listen, you just ain't steady last night. Service is going to be virtual <laughs> this week. <laughs> We're going to be on time to laugh. I'll put it up tomorrow. Anybody, anybody come to church? It just you know it's vacation season, but that was our meme of the week. Uh, and uh, so, did we? Do, do I need to do the rest of our sponsors? Yeah, we're doing our sponsors right quick. Phillips Care Family of Businesses. I'm going to start with because uh, I can't see it. Phillips Care Cleaning. Phillips Care Cleaning will take care of all your house business needs. If you are in the Tri County area, 
I want you to check out Phillips Care Cleaning for anything, not just cleaning and carpet cleaning. And, and uh, I mean, they do move in, move out. They do maintenance, wood floor cleaning. I mean, they could they could probably do some drywall work for you, fix some locks on your house. They just build you a house. Fernando, I mean, <laughs> one time I had some down a tree done. and build your house. One time I had so much stuff down, I was like, man, just, just burn this down and build me a new one. <laughs> While you're at it, check out Phillips Care. Excuse me, lawn care services. That's why Jeff bought me this tall boy, Pepsi. <laughs> the closest thing I got to beer. Uh, check out Phillips Care, lawn care service, lawn care starting at $30. You can't convince me his lawn is still $30. I know it's uh, inflation. You, I, it's at least 40 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at least 40, but check them out. They do everything from spring to fall, cleanup, trimming, hedges, bushes, small tree cut down. They do all of it. (laughs) Actually, I would start paying folks to cut. I love cutting grass, but don't ask me to do yours, you know. But anyway, those are our sponsors. And we thank the Phillips Care family of businesses for being our sponsors and uh, Fernando and the crew for doing such a great job. And I'm so proud of them. They do great all the time. Jeff, while they are liking and sharing and commenting and saying, hey, say hello, here's our subject for the night. What's the deal with the nominations? Ooh, it's an age-old question, ain't it? Well, 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 how many times have we seen in person, in church, and now in social media, the question posed, why are there so many different, different churches? So many different denominations. What What's the difference anyway? If there's one God, one faith, baptism, one baptism, why is there, why are there a million so different so many churches? Why can't you all just come together? Which which I'm just tired of hearing. Ain't nobody asking yeah. why is they building another sheets when there's a sheets <laughs> down the street. There, there, no, it's a it's a gas station across the street. Why is there a McDonald's and a Burger King? Why, why, why is there a Taco Bell and a Chipotle? And there's another taco stand coming up across the street. Uh, absolutely. So so I guess that's the question. And we want to talk about that tonight, Pastor Jeff. First of all, let's let's give some of our denominational stories. Okay. Because you've been in a few different <laughs> denominations. A few. <laughs> and I grew up without technically a denomination right then i had an experience deeply embedded in my wife's denomination as a young man and then ended up shifting to a church that brought me on getting pulled back (laughs) i got pulled back there you see i got my got my kojic by my flower and everything so tell me your story and your experience and maybe even your understanding of of denominations well i mean for me for me, um, I started out very uh, at a very young age in a um, in a Baptist church. Started out Baptist, mm-hmm. and it was one of those quiet Baptist church. It wasn't Southern, but it was definitely you know we don't clap our hands, we don't you know we don't do none of that. It was the real quiet Baptist church. Uh, I was actually building a pastor's house. Uh, in Howland, he invited me to my church, his church, and uh, came all the way from Youngstown to Warren to go visit this pastor's church. And I had never in my life seen anything like it. This was uh, actually New Jerusalem in its heyday. Okay. And okay. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm like, because I'm, I'm used to this no clapping, no 
you so know, up until that point, that's how you'd been yeah, raised. Yeah, I've been raised like that. Right. Even from, you know, my great grandmother, my great grandmother's church was just like that when I was real young going, okay. you know, the, the most exciting song we sang was holy, holy, holy Lord, God almighty. Wow. God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Yeah. My and condolences. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell you my condolences. And I get to new Jerusalem and Sister Jamie singing, my storage is empty. Uh-huh. And Alton Merle is on that keyboard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, a million people in the church, people running. I mean, running for real, running. And I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And I absolutely fell in love. Right. I absolutely fell in love with it. It was just like, where was this side of TikTok my whole life? <laughs> right. Why have I missed out on this? Right, right. And uh, from that, you know, the church split, uh, sort of, and, you know, uh, went with, uh, went to Elam where it was non-denominational and, and I went and ended up back Baptist. And uh, so I, I've been, well, I did do full back, full gospel, full gospel, Baptist, right? full gospel, right. Baptist right. for a while. But so I, I've been to a, but, and I also, at one point I went over to, I was visiting uh, Bishop uh, Bishop uh, Mount Calvary. Oh, oh, Calvary! I was yeah. visiting his apostolic. His, uh, apostolic. I was right. visiting his Bible study every Sunday, and just decided to go ahead and it, it, maybe the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost wasn't good enough, <laughs> so we're going and then Jesus' You'll name be too. Jesus only for a while. <laughs> Oneness. So, so I, I've been I've been through them all. So I, I, I it gives me a perspective where I can go and eat anywhere and get fed anywhere. Mm. I, it doesn't, mm. it doesn't, I mean, I can, you don't go in right. with a chip on your shoulder, a denominational Absolutely. chip. I can gotcha. go in and, 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 and you do, you know, amazing grace and I can go in and shit a Calabanda with the rest of y'all. Right. right. So, you know, it's just coming in a Honda. Yeah. Come, yeah. <laughs> e- e- I- e- that spells Edie. Uh, <laughs> so I, I can do them all. I can do them all. Right, so, right. um, yeah, my you know, I was raised all of my life in a non-denominational church, uh, which essentially meant uh, I think people have non-denominational confused with non-doctrinal. Janet, Jan- Janet, me, 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 nor Todd don't know the Bible that well that we can just tell you what John 2021 20, is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't got I, the Bible in front of yeah. us. <laughs> I looked it up. And oh, I, I know oh, where you're going, okay, but, but okay. it, it's, it's kind of slightly off topic. If you can explain how that might have to do with denominations, help us out. We can maybe talk about it. But uh, people confuse being non-denominational with non-doctrinal. Mm. Yeah, that's good. people confuse, like that. you know, non-denomination like with with non-doctrinal. Right. Denomination simply means you are not a part of an ordered organization that dictates your doctrine. Right. To you or you're not under a particular leadership structure or organizational structure that you adhere or, uh, you know, or comply with. That is, you know, what non-denominational means. Non-denominational doesn't mean you're not following a particular doctrine it just means you're not a part of a particular organization typically so here's the thing without saying it the reality is there is non-denominational baptists Mm -hmm. that are basically following baptist theology and practice and tradition and the doctrine the articles of faith are basically their theology and it is a theology and how they read the scriptures they basically follow the church covenant they just don't adhere or comply with any connection to the a baptist 
association. Absolutely. There are people who are non-denominational and they are apostolic mm-hmm. or oneness Pentecostals. They follow the oneness Pentecostal doctrine, but they are not a part of the Pentecostal assemblies of the world or what have you. And the same can go for Church of God in Christ. Well, whatever. That's, that was, that's been my, my take is that wherever you came out of, if you, you are you non-denominational, up, so you end up. Well, you end up doing one of two things. You end up just being that without being in it or trying to be the opposite. Yeah, going all the way to. <laughs> trying to go to the exact. The and sometimes you can tell. Yeah, just like yeah, you can tell, uh-huh. Jeff. We used to have. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. All, all guys know this. Every guy knows a girl that came to their school after being like in a Christian school or like a real lockdown. Uh-huh. And then they finally get to public school and act a plum fool because they finally get to wear and talk and, mm-hmm. and, and they got people. That's what some people are like in the church. Their entire ministry outside of the denomination they were raised in is a reaction and a response yes, yes. to what they were in. So if I was raised wearing skirts and no makeup, then I'm going to be radical with pants and tights and da 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 dazzle jeans. <laughs> if I was raised without a lot of emphasis on the Holy Ghost, not, I'm going to just speak in tongues all the time. At like, And that's not sometimes, sometimes the worst thing, because this might be more stylistic, but I've seen it with my Baptist brothers and sisters. I'm about to say something to my Baptist brothers and sisters. If you are not Pentecostal, don't have the flavor or the vibe. Don't try to force it. Right. Because you look silly. Absolutely. You all be trying to make up shouts. The organist can't play. <laughs> Be trying to get happy, can't dance, ain't got a step, can't clap on beat. But because you want that feel, you want that flavor, you try to make something be in your turn. Listen, when y'all get happy, you don't shout. Come here, Baptist. Look at me. I'm looking dead in the camera. When we get happy after a choir song, we don't shout. When my Kojic brothers get happy after a choir song, they shout. And they shout this 20 minutes. And they shout good. 30 minutes. Baptist sing the song again mm-hmm. <laughs> happier than they sang it before <laughs> no louder they no just louder. keep singing that chorus that got them happy and they go back into it and then they let somebody have a the choir the choir director sit down for about five minutes jump back up jump back up and keep going grab the mic and if the pastor is smart he knows not to stand up too fast just let it go because the choir gonna start singing again and then we don't dance we have fits oh you have you have a, a good Baptist fit. Mm-hmm. That pew better be anchored to the flow. You better have nurses with smelling salts, and and I'm talking traditional. Absolutely. I'm talking, and there is going to be one mother rolling her eyes at you. Right? Yeah, they're going to roll your they eyes. Gonna roll and that. Sometimes it be the same folk <laughs> that have the same the same fit every week. But I, and I'm saying that to be facetious. But what I'm saying is, don't be something you're not. Don't be something. You're not. But anyway, so I, I said all that to say that I became I, I I became literally a part of the Baptist Church. At the age of 33, after never having, having been a, a part of a denomination in my life, and honestly, I'm overjoyed to be a part of a denomination because here's my story. Denominations were essentially demonized. Absolutely. And I was talking to my aunt on the way home from Columbus, and she grew up like my grand, my father and grandfather, great-grandfather, the Church of God pastor. And I was telling her about when you're an 80s and 90s baby coming up when non-denominational churches were exploding, there was just this idea that if you had any denominational title, you were, you were purposely putting up barriers between God and people 
and between people and people. And almost some of their primary marketing of some denominational churches has been and continues to be, we're not that. Right. We're not Baptist. We're not Kojic. We're not Methodist. We're not bound. We're not burdened. And honestly, to me, it sounds either ignorant or insincere. Either you really don't know what you're talking about or you are just sort of throwing red meat out there and almost almost building yourself off of bitterness, either your own or other people's, and trying to drag in people who might have a story or would accept a manufactured story of a bad experience and connect it to an entire denomination and say, here we go, Pastor Jeff, because all denominations do is divide us anyway. All denominations do is divide us anyway. And, and I, 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 I love, y'all know my dad was my pastor. Right. So y'all about to hear something very honest and transparent. I was raised from the pulpit on a regular basis from various voices, people saying denomination literally means division. Denomination does nothing but bring division. And, and, and I'm saying something about my brain, but I'm saying it to be transparent uh, my, my father would literally say in sermons, if you look up denomination in the dictionary, you will see the word division. And you know what? I never once looked for myself. And for people, and we'll get into what a denomination is and all, but just the idea that denomination means division. I picked up that train. I ran with it for a while. And here's the thing. When you're young, it's like being a co- being a young minister is like being a young college student. You think you know everything. Right, right. It's like coming home after your freshman year and you went to one philosophy class and now you're arguing with your grandparents at Thanksgiving. <laughs> you, when you're a young minister and you latch on to a few phrases, you think you know everything. And I mean, no disrespect to my upbringing, my father, my elders, people, but I looked up in a dictionary and nowhere in the dictionary they found is denomination described as division. Here are the words it's described as a distinction, a classification, you know, uh, something that uh, a designation. And if you think of denomination, this is how I started to preach for those of you. And I will get into a specific definition in a minute. When you think about denomination, I think about money. Okay. And the other word that comes to mind with denomination is value. That's good. A $1 bill. A $5 bill, a $10 bill, mm-hmm. a $20 bill. They are right. all denominations, denominations right. of uh, the same yeah. currency. Yes, 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 yes. And would you That's ever good. call yes. 10 $1 bills less than one $10 bill? Come on. And Come would on. you ever say that's not currency because it's not a $10 bill or the very existence of $1 bills is an insult to $10 bills? Come on, sir. Come you on. know, and so no disrespect to my upbringing, no disrespect to my teaching, but Too much of our conversation about theology and practice, religion and tradition is based out of not giving critical thought to what we're really saying when we say what we say and not even know what words mean. So here's the other side, Jeff. Denomination is not described that way in the dictionary. But but here's the rub. Here's the trump card people pull out. Denomination ain't in the Bible. Yeah. So my question, Pastor Jeff is that true? Is denomination in the Bible? It might the the actual term isn't, but I think there are 
tribes. There are okay, uh, you know, parts of a whole. Yeah, parts of a whole. I, so I mean, I think you know, and there were different types of Jews. Jews, mm-hmm. just sex. like you had sects of no, Jews. Sex, yeah. Right, right. You, you mm-hmm. had the Essenes. Mm-hmm. You had the, you know, you had certain classes. Some are of Apollos. Some mm-hmm. are of Paul. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. So there's always been some distinction. The different churches, though they are geographically different, they all had certain uh, cultures and distinctions that made them unique Mm -hmm. in the churches of Asia and Revelation, the different churches that Paul writes to, the different letters. He addresses different. And and you can tell, if you actually pay attention, you can tell by what he's saying Mm -hmm. that they actually have a different folk focus or foci mm-hmm. than the other one, but he still considers them all oh. believers in Jesus yes, Christ. Yes, so yes. just like the word and they term, all had their own problems. They all had their own problems. <laughs> they all had their own problems. When he's trying to clarify tongues, he's like, y'all going crazy. Everybody just speaking in tongues and nobody knows what's being said. Obviously, he was talking to a Pentecostal congregation. <laughs> And then when he was talking, when he was, when he was talking about the sexual scandal, we, we, tra- we ain't talking about y'all, my Pentecostal we friends. We Pentecostal, love y'all, but I'm just saying it, it's obvious. Go ahead and speak in them tongues. But that was a church that apparently those gifts were far more uh, present yes, and practiced. That's right. That's right. Then, then, then maybe you don't see him write to the Galatians saying y'all need to calm them tongues, y'all need to settle down. Mm-hmm. So to me, how the Galatians was be bewitched. So to, exactly, they're so. bewitched by Judaism mm-hmm. and, and and that kind of thing. So the funny thing to me is, and I said this and I preached this without trying to be offensive to my members, but I've said that in this day and age of information and education, we cannot afford to be dumb Christians. And by dumb, I mean. You're just saying words and repeating phrases and leaning on perspectives. And I'm not talking about trying to sound smarter than, but at least know the words you're using, right? what they mean, what they should mean and, and do mean. And then don't just fly off. Think deeper and make other people around you think more critically about what they're saying. I tell you what really, what really impressed me this, this week. And, I, and I, a lot of people wouldn't have done it. Only because I, I don't I don't I don't even know why, but you posted some of the things from the conference, the male choirs, and you know the song, and you know, and I can I can almost hear a lot. Of, they ain't have church there, you know. That ain't worship. That, that ain't worship. They didn't go in. That, right. They didn't go in. They didn't go in. You know, and, and I just I love the fact that you had enough pride in the denomination, in the organization, in, in the, uh, with, with, with the NOBE. The, the, yeah, my, yeah, our association. Our association yep. to post it. And these are our deacons. This is our worship. This is what we this do. This is how this we is do. This is what we do. You know what's crazy? That is my most popular TikTok of all time. Is that right? I've gotten like 12,000 views on that one TikTok. Wow. Because you know what people kept saying? I love this. I haven't seen this in years. That this reminds me of the church I grew up in. This is just like it was when I was yes, down south. Yes, for those yes. that don't know, it was just a group of deacons and brothers in the church literally singing, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. It, the good old Baptist yeah, way. Yeah. The way we do it. <laughs> the one step. One step. <laughs> you know, one on a cane. But, but you're right. I mean, and, and so to me, and as I said in the post, I love all forms of worship. Right. I value all perspectives. But this right here. 
they just getting down right now in what yes. they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, so, so when they say that's not in the Bible and let's just poke at that phrase for a minute. Okay. Again, I resent simplistic, you know, explanations for what we should do or don't do by literally, by simply saying, well, that word is not in the Bible. Well, guess what? Pews aren't in the Bible. Don't sit in one. Nobody in the Bible went to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, they went. They didn't have toilets. I mean, I, I didn't. I, they I didn't just, have toilets. I don't remember reading nobody went to the bathroom. Actually, I've heard several pastors read some uh, read some quotes and translated as S H I T several times, <laughs> several times, and you know they were Baptists. Uh, you know they were because they just love the cuss. <laughs> They love. They they, they want an excuse, jackass. They they will preach that. Hey, don't and don't let don't let Easter come around. Oh, because they will ride that. They will ride that. that. Yeah, they will ride that long. But but there there is so much air conditioning is in the Bible. Microphones isn't in the Bible. But the concept of Mm -hmm. these things is there. So 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 what is the denomination then, Pastor Jeff? So what? Is it what 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 in your mind? Use your sanctified imagination. <laughs> what, what 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 is the denomination? I mean, like we said, I, in my in my opinion, and I don't have the def, definition. I haven't looked it up, yeah. but in my opinion, it's just a type, a style, a sect of a group of people who have the same. Worship style, basically, just to say, I mean, it's it's just, you know, like I said earlier, you might like spicy chicken. So you go to Popeye's and all the people that like spicy chicken go to Popeye's, you know, some other people might like plain old chicken. You know what I mean? You might go up to John. Those are are white people. (laughs) I can't write that. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Now I know Jimmy likes spicy chicken. He hangs with black people all the but, time. But it's, but it's nothing. But it's, it's the white nothing. people that want to play. I just don't chicken. think there's nothing wrong because the white people's recipes—the only season they use <laughs> is salt and pepper. Do you ever see this? The only season that they use <laughs> is on TikTok. Like, season it up. It's like a little. It's like a little. Like one season. Look, Mike over here, like man. <laughs> Mike, Mike, we know we. Um, I said what I said. Come on for dinner, Mike. Come on. <laughs> okay, so yeah, do you like what you like? Yeah. They, 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 thank you, uh, Charlene. Put that up. A denominated group of people that agree on a set of creeds and beliefs. They're right. just in the organization to get. They have an organized. They they follow the similar or same protocols. They and, and like and like Todd said. If that's not you, <laughs> we just have ribs today. <laughs> Don't play with yes, me. sir. <laughs> was they baked though? Listen, was they baked? Was they boring? Was they boring? I took Shamika to a company picnic one time at Cedar Point. It was a Cedar Point outing. And they said they were having a barbecue and she was already turning her nose up. And I said, no, it's going to be great, honey. And they gave us these dry ribs with these packs of craft barbecue sauce. Shmika said, take me home. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got a million examples now. You didn't get me. Think, but I but I mean, like you said, though, let's 
if you if that's what you like, don't don't try to come to the Baptist church and all of a sudden you want to you want to bring your Pentecostal ways. We're not changing because you're there. And thank you. We're not Thank we're you. not going to change our the way we worship because no well, matter how loud you are, it's, it's scriptural. It's scriptural. How can two walk together unless they agree? So denominations, here's what they do. And, and in a broad sense, and I see what you said, Sister Jeanette, I'm going to read that in a second. Give me one second. Uh, and I'll probably disagree with you a little bit. So I love you in advance. Uh, denominations, by and large, bring people into agreement. Mm hmm. And I have a hard time with people saying denominations do nothing but divide people. When you have 6 million to 8 million Church of God in Christ, 10 million Southern Baptists or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, 9 million National Baptists. Those are very large swaths of people who believe in the same things, who follow the same practices, who meet regularly, who share and even pool resources together. And I have a hard time accepting just at face value that all denominations do is divide people from a bunch of folk that do not participate in some of the things we've been able to be a part of when we have gotten into, now here's the crazy thing, gotten into a stadium or a convention center full of the same people praying for our world, praying for our community, putting our, our money to, to missions and right, things right, that right. we could never do in our individual churches that right. we were all there. And on top of that, we often do ecumenical efforts right. to tie these people together where our Baptist conventions will invite a Pentecostal minister and their congregation and their denomination. Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. Church of God in Christ has invited the PAW and the Methodist Church with fellowship. with it. And, and to me, there are people often standing on the sidelines saying, yeah, y'all all divided. And we're like, where? Aware. Like, I, I, it's not to say that we don't, if, you know, go. do you not go back to your own house and go to sleep? Absolutely. Do you not eat with your Absolutely. own family? I just had Pastor Shaw over the other day and it was a phenomenal time. Absolutely. But, 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 but like you went to your home when it was over and he went to his home Absolutely. when it was over. And it doesn't mean you hate each other. Ab ab and, and, and you ain't even disagreeing with each other. And I have literally, I have literally had to tell people this probably ain't the place for you. Done the same thing. This probably ain't I did the, the same this thing. This probably ain't the play because I know Them. your I know you, I know your works, I know the way you worship. I this probably ain't the, maybe you ought to go here. If you want to prophesy to everybody every week in the middle of the sermon, old landmark by the side of the tracks Baptist church is not where you need to be. <laughs> right. Okay. You right. need to find right. your you need to find your divine voice, kingdom ministries, whatever, and, and, where and they we, do that. And we as pastors have to be not so hung up on getting members that we just take people Thank who are you. probably going oh, to I'll take anybody. Yeah, yeah go ahead and have that mess. Who are probably going to cause more division, and that's real division. And, and you know what's sad about it is that I have had people and you have had people who come very firmly dedicated to the doctrine of their origin. Right but they like your personality. Right. But they're disrespecting your preaching and the legacy and practice of your church by basically insisting that they're still right. Right. And y'all still wrong. <laughs> I'm just with you right now. Right. I'm just with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just with I'm you right now. You. I'm, I'm here, here for, for you. you. I'm here for I'm you. I'm here to do ministry. And I'm not saying you have to reconform yourself or anything, but I am saying that you should like anything. If you're not compatible, you're just not. Come on. Don't force it. But I want to address Sister uh, Janet's uh, question but when denominations self-interpret 
and it doesn't line up with the Lord's word. Isn't this why people don't even want to attend any church? All right, I want to break down that entire phrase. First of all, when denominations self-interpret, every human being self-interprets. You self-interpret. You could open up the Bible right now, read a scripture, and I hate this phrase, but it's what people say. Well, this is what it means to, to me. me. Yes. No dictionary, no commentary, no understanding of what the Greek or Hebrew understanding of that phrase was. Nothing about the historicity. People often, I'm not saying you do this, Sister Janet, but people often say, this is what it means to me. So it's only fair that a group of people would probably do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody self-interprets. Then we start to say it doesn't line up with the Lord's word. Well, who gets to determine that? If people have different perspectives, if three people can watch the same car wreck and tell three different stories. Absolutely. If 10 people can watch the same movie and have 10 different opinions about whether it was good, bad, short, long, was it action or boring, whatever. Again, we are still humans, you know, and so it doesn't line up with the word. Now, there is some stuff that some and again, according to your understanding right. and interpretation. And they again, again, this predates Christianity. Muslims read the Quran from a different perspective. Right. There were millions of Muslims who saw people drive planes into buildings and cut off people's heads and say, that is not my faith. And those people that are doing it say, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Same thing with Jews. There are Mm -hmm. different sects of Jews, you know, Zionist Jews, Messianic Jews. There are, you know, different types. Uh, Christians have the same issue. So interpretation, watch this. Different interpretations is not a Christian issue. It's a human issue. Oh. It's a human issue. Oh, yeah. I'll see. And then the last part. That's good. Let me hit the last part. And isn't this why people don't even want to attend church? And I will say absolutely not. The fact that some people believe different things is the last reason, people. Because honestly, most people that's been going to church all their lives at any particular church could not really tell you what that church believes and why it's any different. Honestly, most people would say, I, I have people say, I don't even know. I thought Agape was a XYZ church. Mm-hmm. Didn't know we were a denomination. You've had people say, I don't even think about Baptist when I come to your church. I just come because the word blesses me. The people love me. Da, 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 da. You know, so I'm not, disagree- I am disagreeing with you a little bit, but I'm, I'm more breaking down. I remember when I first came to Agape and, you know, I, I was Facebook happy back then. <laughs> I was Facebook happy back then. I don't know what was wrong with me. I go to some of my, uh, Memories right you would now. Have all like, my Lord sermons. have mercy. You would have every word that every was spoken. Word. But and I would I'll, remember I would put uh come visit Agape Assemblies. Yes. And you would get because and I didn't know that I was changing the whole tenor. People would say assemblies of God, right, they would right, think right, uh, Pentecostal right. assemblies of the mm-hmm. world. People assume right, you know, right. by, by the titles. And and and, and does having different titles present some measure of I hate to use the word confusion. But for people who don't know yet, yeah. Oh, yeah. But 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 I've been in a car lot and looked at models that were similar. Like, why is there a G5 and a G6? Right, right. And right. you have to explain it. Well, I mean, it's come on. A church by the name of Second Baptist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Any Second Baptist, most Second Baptists in the world are going to be those. You know, Beulah Baptist. Beulah Baptist. Beulah Baptist. That is you know a where old you're at. school you know where you're Baptist at. Yeah, church. But I mean, I just think the ba- they say, well, Baptist confuses me. First of all, I think Zion the most- Dominion. You know, right, you're, about right. to, you're about to go in. You're about to go in. <laughs> but I guess, again, 
when we have conversations about spiritual matters or church matters, we kind of remove the human element out of that. And right. it bothers me because I feel like use the same reasoning you'd use for anything else. And I know that sounds simplistic and somewhat carnal to some of you, but I'm asking you that instead of trying to over spiritualize everything, use the same reasoning that you would use for everything else. Right. There are, distinctions and dare I say even preferences. And I know people say, well, there shouldn't be no preference. You got one. There's a reason you go to the church you go to. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. And some of you who have moved around to different, there's a reason you changed churches. There's a reason you stopped going to church. And the reason someone stopped going to church is not just because we were, I stopped coming because you are y'all Baptist. And all of a sudden I just had a problem with being Baptist. That's that's I hope not because honestly, I, I would, I would question the genuineness from the beginning. Right, right. right. So I just feel like, and I, I love that you made that comment because I wanted to talk about some and of those And then if things. some of you get a real revelation, you know, and, and you really feel like, you know, and I don't think it's about being Baptist, but it's just about your your style and your preference of worship. And you just feel like and your you, convictions, your, your convictions and you need something more or something. I'm not going to say something more, something different. Because I don't think it's better or worse. I think it's I something look, different. I look at do- different denominations and even individual churches, even in the city of Warren. If we say that we're all one big church, and I hate when people say, well, if we're all one big church, we should all be one in one place. No, watch this. Second Baptist is one church with a women's auxiliary, a men's auxiliary, a music ministry, an usher board, a missions ministry, an outreach ministry. And people who are on the usher board are probably there because they're like, I ain't no singer. Mm -hmm. That's not my special. I, I can sing along. But I don't want to be up in right, front of people. Right, I, right. I like welcoming people. I'm friendly most of the time. I'm friendly <laughs> and I'm kind and that this is what I like to do or I just like to serve or I like to keep respect, like to keep sacredness in the church. Da, da, da. So I look at individual church in the same way. There are some churches that are more focused on worship and praise and excellence and music. And they may not always emphasize teaching as much. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they don't like the Bible. It doesn't mean they hate the word. It just might not be their point of emphasis. Right. And there are some teaching churches. There are some missional churches. There are outreach churches. And if you put all those distinctions of auxiliaries and ministries together, you get the church. That's what you get. So to me, it's like fix your perspective of saying what it means to be one. The Johnson family is one family with five different members in it. Right. And London is not Todd and Ethan is not Shamika, but we make up when you see that unit together. There are many times when we're not together. Absolutely. But we're still the Johnson family. family. That's right. So I just feel, Pastor Jeff, that we as the church, the world is going to be confused, number one, because they're in ignorance. Right. Number two, because they're often in opposition. And that makes a good excuse. And that's all it is in this case. I, I can't go to church. I can't even figure out which one's the right church. There, there, there is no, well, there's, there's, there's wrong churches out there. <laughs> okay. For the next five minutes, we're going to talk about all the wrong churches. Type them by name. No, uh, but what I'm saying is, I think in the whole of God's church, that that's an excuse. And sometimes it's just a point, and I hate to keep using this word, but it's just a point of ignorance, that instead of feeding that as Christians, we should be clarifying it. But you know what I found out when I left Agape? 
people who have been in the church, including some family members, said to me, well, what's the difference anyway? Because all I see is that we all basically worship the same. And I said, bingo. That's it. Bingo. What is it? Honestly, slightly different speeds of songs. That's just the way somebody played it. More worshipful, more old school. That's it. A more teaching pastor versus a more. But here's the crazy thing about that, Pastor Jeff. You can find that in any one individual church. You can. Take two elders on a staff. One likes to hoop and exhort and 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 scream and da 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 and another is more of a teaching pastor. So uh, Janet McFadden is saying doctrines and denominational should line up. Okay. No makeup, long skirt should not determine your Christianity. Okay. I'm going to challenge you, Sister Jeanette. The Bible says very clearly that people, I think it's Romans 13, who are you to judge another man's servant, mm-hmm. have and possess different convictions that represent their devotion to God. Some choose to honor a certain day and some don't. Some choose to avoid certain foods and some don't. And the Bible clearly says that we ought not to judge people who distinguish themselves by certain convictions. And here's the key word, covenants. And Pastor Jeff talked about this earlier about, hey, if that's not your conviction, it's not your covenant, then don't live by it. But Bible says once you make a covenant, so for you, Sister Janet, I just want to ask, because honestly, I was that guy. I was that person that looked at the church. I almost didn't date my wife no more because I had critique for the way she was raised. And, and would that go to the fact where, I mean, the Bible specifically says, if, if your brother doesn't eat meat. Don't offend don't him. Don't offend him. Don't offend him. Don't offend it, it's, it's, it, You know, you could go home and eat all the chicken you want to so, eat. So you can say to you. Makeup and skirts have nothing to do with your Christianity. But if a group of people have made a covenant, come here, Samson. Yep. Made a covenant. Mm-hmm. His entire life was blessed and cursed based off whether or not he kept the covenant That's his it. parents made. That's Point it. blank, That's period. It. That's it. That's it. Point blank. And Jesus makes a distinction himself. John came out the wilderness like a holiness preacher, basically. Separated from the world, juicing berries, you know, eating crickets and stuff, wearing first. And he says, and I came Mm -hmm. dining with sinners and here's what he says. And you didn't receive none of us. And then a lot of it's based on where you how you were brought up. Yeah. You you know, you go some places on this world and you ain't covered up. You ain't got your hair covered. You ain't got your arms covered. They're going to look at you like you done lost your rabbit mind. So you have to I mean, but and we have to be very cautious of. Putting people down. Correct. Based upon. Because they have convictions. Because they have convictions. Because they have. Some of it is cultural. And, 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 and would you go to another country where they believe a woman should have her head covered? Right. And would you dare go to that other country and say, you're binding these people up in tradition <laughs> because you're making. Some these. people would. And you know what? And you'll let that woman get burned at the stake trying to follow your so-called free self mm-hmm. because I had this revelation. And so. Again, it's not meant to hold people down. And, and, and do people still hold themselves to things? Yes. Are they always necessary to hold yourself to things as a matter of, of, of your of your salvation? I like what, I like what Lita said. Then Some no. people need Thank those you, Pastor Lita, to yes. help them with their salvation. And you yes. know why it helps them? 
Because the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. And the real scripture Mm -hmm. is not about vision. (laughs) It's about without boundaries and guidelines and standards. The text says that people go unrestrained. Mm. Anything goes. Yes. And so here's one thing I see with, and and I, with some people who the, some of the same people who say church shouldn't be, and I'm not saying you such a Jeanette, I know you don't feel this way, but some of the same people who say church shouldn't be about this and that, will be the same people to shake their heads when they see what some of the folk walk in church in. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then it'd be, I don't go to church because I'm distracted all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and these boys need to pull their pants up and da, 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 da. And, and we have to remember that, especially in church, Christianity and culture have always sort of run alongside, you know, th- there was a thing I, I used to say about doctrinal distinctions that if you trace certain doctrinal traditions, and I use that example that sister Jeanette gave of makeup and long skirts, couldn't wear red, couldn't wear lipstick, red lipstick, especially stuff, stuff like that. That was a product of certain denominations and cultures at particular times. And at certain times, it was everybody's culture. If you were Baptist, you had to wear long skirts, not mm-hmm. just Kojic and Pentecostals. Everybody back in the back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, if you was walking around a short skirt, you were basically seen as a whore. Absolutely. Period. Harlot. A harlot. A floozy. <laughs> A flapper, <laughs> you know, yeah, and they would mob. preach. About it. But what I'm saying, and, and if you trace it, those were often the biggest growth spurts of some denominations. So it doesn't surprise me that people stuck to those feelings well into the 70s, 80s, and 90s because what they see is we were successful and grew right. by leaps and bounds, right. telling folk to come out from among them and be ye separate. Mm-hmm. And people were happy to come to the church and take their earrings out and realize that they have been associated with the world. And so times change, but the church doesn't always change with it. And then again, do some people live under undue guilt over skirts and pants? I've watched people, including my own grandmother, feel guilty in the hospital when she has to wear jogging pants to rehabilitation. I had a lady, we'll put a skirt over. I had, a lady, pants. I had a lady come to the church. One of my members came to church for a, a conference we was having and we ended and she thought it was going to be in the fellowship hall. And it was in a church. And she's like, I thought it was going to be in a fellowship hall. I can't, I'm, I, can't I'm, come. I'm, I can't come. And so can we clear this up? Remember I just said non-denominational doesn't mean non-doctrinal. Mm-hmm. There is no doctrine that exists in any major mainline denomination that dictates clothing. It's a tradition and a culture. And just like there is a holiness Pentecostal church that basically frowns on women wearing pants. Mm -hmm. There are still plenty of Baptist churches. There are non-denominational churches. There are so-called kingdom churches that do that. Because if that's the culture of the people who probably came out of some of them traditions, if that's the culture of the people, then they're just going to follow that culture until that kind of shifts in them. And so, again, I think that a big part of what we miss is why we want to open the door for everyone to come in and feel comfortable and not feel judged. We also have to extend that same grace to people who are already inside and not judge them just for believing what they believe. When we were at Agape and I was invited one Sunday night to speak at Neville's Temple Church of God in Christ, Mm -hmm. where I mean the legendary and well-respected 
Bishop Emmett Neville Sr. is the pastor. We called him. I'm old enough to remember he is the colonel. Mm-hmm. The colonel yes, yes, who yes. rebuked me for wearing sandals in the church one night when service wasn't going on. Ooh. I came in at like 10 o'clock to load up some uh, equipment after they were out of Friday night service and gone. And he came back up the steps behind us and said, what's that? What, what, what you got on your feet? <laughs> Don't you wear that up in here? Listen, now I came from the church at Agape. You are free in worship. Mm -hmm. Clothes don't matter. Come as you are. Serve as you are. When I was invited, I said choir and members out of respect for the house. Yes. Yes. We're going to dress in the way that would respect and honor the house that we're going to and in. And it, I'd already been preaching and teaching about not just receiving everybody from everywhere, but also respecting everyone within yes, the household. Yes, yes. And so instead of trying to make my church look good, because we are the free church and they the traditional church. Truth be told, some of the members I had a hard time corralling probably could have used some of that structure, some of that instruction, some of them mothers to tell them, come on, baby, you don't dress like that. Uh-huh. Come on, let me show you. Put it's that little, it's respect- put that little hanky. It's guidance. Head. And you got to remember, in black culture especially, and some white culture, I don't know, because I was never raised in a, in a more white church. You got to remember, people forget how vital the church is in black culture to the survival, the dignity, the instruction, and the guidance of black folk. So now I get up and say, hey, and, and again, dressing is not doctrinal for anybody, but it's a tradition, a cultural expectation. I, we all know dressing don't take you to hell. But if you learn how to dress in this church, you'll probably know how to dress in the world. Absolutely. And one, one thing I learned, <laughs> I've been, you know, whether it was Pastor Harrison's church, whether it was progressive, regardless of which Baptist, they always have a dress down Sunday. Did nobody dress down? Nobody dressed down. <laughs> nobody dressed down. Nobody dressed down. Nobody. Now, we're all messed down. up. People just dress up, dress down when they want to <laughs> at our church now. They're ready for Fourth Sunday. But but I do want to say, I want I want to switch gears a little bit about the major distinctions before we go of denominations where there is a difference and, and Bishop taught so well on this, my Bishop, Bishop uh, Timothy J. Clark taught so well on this. And I love, and I have a heart like him and I know you do too, Pastor Jeff. We actually love the church. Mm -hmm. And because we've had a chance to experience different types of churches, we love the differences and distinctions. We really do love all of it. We really do. We, yes, like you said, yes. we will go to Kojic and shout all night. We'll go to Baptist and down through the years all night. You know, we will just do it. But he said, uh, your distinctions are usually along several lines. First of all, spiritual gifts and Holy Spirit based doctrines. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. Spiritual gifts. So tongues are no tongues. Prophecies are no healing mm-hmm. gifts or no healing. You know, are they still active? You know, and some people are completely don't say nothing. Holy Ghost, Spirit, nothing. Just preach the word and go home. There are some people in between, which I would actually call most Baptists in between, where you won't see it practiced frequently, but you won't rarely see an outright rejection. Right, right, right. right. We were at a conference at our NOBDA conference. A brother came into our church, a family member of a musician, and apparently he is a Pentecostal bishop. Seems like a fine man. I've met him. I think we're friends on Facebook now. And as the concert was starting, our opening concert, he said, watch out there now, y'all. There's some Pentecostals in the room and we going to shout. And my moderator literally said, just sitting up front looking forward, he said, we're all Pentecostals. We all believe in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> now, we might not cut up 
like you do, which let's be clear, mm -hmm. that cutting up ain't the Holy Spirit. Come on, sir. That's just you with your personality and the way y'all like to act and carry on without y'all doing it at Applebee's for no reason. You know what I mean? But anyway, then there are people who are so <laughs> wild, so wild that everything has to be Holy Spirit. Right. Everything has to be a tongue. And so that's one thing. And the other thing is how you choose to lead the church. Yeah. Are you yeah. congregational? Are you Episcopal? As in you have a hierarchy, you know, uh, and those are the two major ones, you know, a congregational Episcopal. There was one more that I forget what it was. A presbyters, elders, mm -hmm. elder led, uh, more of a broad. But again, I have fellowshiped and preached at every type of church and you have too. And I've invited every type of preacher and you have too. Mm -hmm. And say for a few exceptions, we never intentionally step on one another's doctrinal Absolutely. And I think I think that's the beautiful thing that most pastors, most preachers understand that the house they're in and they respect that. And I've said, I think I was I think I was preaching where you, wherever we were. And I, I talked about how oftentimes we've seen, especially in our Baptist arena, we've seen so much strange fire. Yes. That we don't allow any fire at all. We, we just, we like cut it off, mm -hmm. but there, there, there is a place for it. There's a place for it. And we have to, we have to allow room for it. But like you said, when you go to somebody else's house, when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. I couldn't believe people had to tell me. If you ask some of the older people that went to our church, they would say second Baptist was a wild place mm. back in the forties and fifties and early sixties. And who was the pastor there? Uh, son E. Clark, uh, uh, A.B. Adams. Everybody loved Pastor mm, A.B. Adams. I've heard of it. A.B. Adams, Son E. Clark, then get into John Wright and Bonner. And then, believe it or not, legendary Pastor Troy, at times, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to mark him, but he was more of a calmer man. Mm -hmm. And he was like, all right, you know, let's, 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 all right, all right. You know, because they had them folk, old school, Southern, getting happy, screaming, fit, smelling salts, <laughs> hospital bed, which is still back in the room, all that stuff. So people wouldn't know they would be in a Baptist church that we might not be, you know, going real fast and all that, but they would carry on. Man, listen, when I took the hospital bed out the, <laughs> out of Beulah Baptist, Boy, the, the folk about had a fit. Mine is still there. They about had a, you took the hospital bed? What we going to do? Listen, listen. Call, that, <laughs> call the ambulance. You going to do? Call, call a real nurse. <laughs> yeah, Mike's got something. You guys touched on a little bit, but this is what going to do. Some denominations do feel like they're better than the rest of them. You know what I'll say to that? I agree. The, uh, Big Mike said there are some denominations that feel or or seem to openly say that they're better than the rest. Everybody else going to hell with them. I think a lot of that subsided. I think we were raised on that. I think we were raised I, on I that. I definitely believe that it's, it's there's certain, once again, sex that still hold to that but i think for the most part i think a lot of them have absolutely you know said you know what their their leaders have led them in a more broad yeah, direction yeah. 
as you know what it's it, it, I've noticed that it's easy for people to be that way when they are themselves the outcast, mm-hmm. when they are the minority, or when they themselves feel like they're looked down upon. They're the ones looked down upon. It's like a kid that doesn't have as good as other people, but he's always a smart mouth one towards everybody else because he right. doesn't have as much. And I've watched particular denominations. I mean, once upon a time, the Baptists were the poor kind of guttural people in the AME with the higher, you know, highfalutin being, folk mm-hmm. uppity and the Kojics were just the dirt, you know, whatever, whatever. Now everyone looks at the church of God in Christ and says, look at how to do their conventions and organization. Look at how they fill a city. Look at how they do things with excellence. Da, 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 da. I literally had a pastor friend get online. Baptist said, Hey, national Baptist convention need to take some notes from the church of God in Christ. Literally, one of my preacher friends in Columbus literally said after the AIM convention came to Columbus, somebody please call our president in the national and tell him to call Bishop Sheard and have a conversation. So there there that is. And can I say this again? Uh, big back to what your point is again. Humans. Right. Have a tendency to be tribal. You know what I mean? Let's see. We just don't believe that we support the Browns and the Steelers. <laughs> right. We actually think your fans are terrible. Your city sucks. You know what I mean? I mean, look, look how far we go with it. You know what I'm saying? Cause we're tribal. We right. extend that to everything. But you know, when, when I would go to the full gospel conferences and I was in the full, I was, I was running with the full gospel. I, I still love the full gospel. I, I never once heard them put down, you know, Baptists. I never once. I mean, yeah. you know, I think they, they went through seasons. But I think they went through. I think everybody goes through they, seasons of it, it especially again when you're the upstart. When you're the upstart, it's like being a challenger. The challenger does all the talking. Right. The champion, you know, because he knows who he is. And those of us who are trying to get a foothold, how do you get a foothold by trying to poke at the bear? Yeah. Yeah. Now you have again, and I, I'm not picking on my friends in Church of God in Christ, but Church of God in Christ, who used to be can't join in, got to be born, and they're the ones that started ecumenical nights. Mm-hmm. So you got people, you know how they criticize, I think it was Bishop Blake, when he had Joel Osteen preaching at a holy convocation. He is so opposite of what we know as traditional Kojic holiness preaching. Oh my God. You know, so what I'm saying is, I think that is very true, but I think it is pockets of people. And honestly, those people are often immature right? or they've been trained out of some weird, sometimes misguided desire to make people feel special. They use language that makes them feel better than and that come out from among them and that be separate and be sanctified. They mean that more of being different from other church folk than being different from the world. Right. I've watched people and I did hear preaching where they would get up and I remember and, you know, OK, let's talk one last joke about being Baptist and being yeah, in dominations. Yeah. Don't you hate when you're the Baptist in the room in a Pentecostal church and they make a point to tell you that you don't understand what they doing. You don't do it like this. I know y'all Baptist, but you are you here now. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, that's cheap. It's weak. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's actually pathetic uh, because you're not impressing me. And if I do believe what I believe, nothing, you, you nothing know, you say nothing you say is going to change, change me anyway. Right. So right. I'm either in, I'm here because I enjoy you. You don't have to prove yourself to me, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, so there are people like that. And sometimes I just feel like people don't have nothing better to say. They don't know what to say. 
and it is what it is. But I mean, I've been in that light. You don't have to say this. I mean, when I got to Second Baptist and I went back to some of the Kojic churches that I used to play at and, you know, preach that would, you, and I know they love me. But they would always make that you die and they went to Baptist now, but don't forget you got five. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, need to say that. I'm just so glad that I'm a hybrid preacher. I'm Rather I'm not. I'm mixed. I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm Baptist and all of all the rest of that. So and I still out preach you. <laughs> <laughs> you out preach me? No, I'm no, talking no, about them. No, no. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but you probably. But I'm just saying when you go to places, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like people think oh, less yeah. of you. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, okay, by the way. Other denominations love to hear from different people because they bring. Take us out. Oh, oh Baptist Baptists would love to have Pentecostals come and preach and sing to them. The great they, prognosticator they, they of that. the gospel. Yeah. They, they want that. Let me see if I can exegete this right. hermeneutically correct. But, but Pastor Jeff, I think that, again, my, my, my mission statement, honestly, I have a personal kind of agenda to be the type of pastor that helps people to both understand, mm-hmm. acknowledge, and honor that's, that's, various that honor. expressions honor. Yes. of faith. Yes. And I think, again, it comes with intelligence, critical thinking, and and coming to understand it through conversation as opposed to, well, don't y'all believe this or ain't it wrong or no, nobody's wrong. That's the way I look at it. Nobody's wrong. If you believe in Jesus crucified and resurrected, everything else is a minor detail. Absolutely. Absolutely. Eat the meat and leave the bone. That's right. Throw Eat away the, the and bone. The, and y'all better honor Kim Burrell too. Listen, so. <laughs> she need to honor them honorariums about to go down. She's going to be singing the church's chicken. Uh, we might be able to get her progressive. <laughs> Listen, thank you. <laughs> New praise and worship leader. Okay. Hey, we, we thank y'all for tuning in to this conversation. This Saturday uh, Night Live. What's the deal with denominations? We didn't have anybody shout out their denomination. We had Church of the Nazarene. We got about the uh, T-shirt. What? All right, we'll do T-shirts next week. Do teachers next week. Anything else you want to add, Pastor Jeff? I think it was all good, man. Great conversation. Great I think I want to change denominations now. I think I'm ready to be. Uh, what should I be? I'm, I'm going to be Catholic. I'm, I'll be ca- listen, I'm going to be Catholic. I want to be whatever pays the most. <laughs> well, whatever pays the most is you can do it yourself. Get that first and third. Get, Get that, that first and third, Doc. Yeah, that's right. Get that cash app. Yes, going, sir. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a great conversation. We're going to continue. Presbyterian. <laughs> yeah, the Presbyterian. Uh, full gospel. I mean, there's so many out there. Uh, you know what I'm going to say to y'all? Go, Just go to church. That's it. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Just go to church. Just go to church. <laughs> just go to church. Hey, y'all, this religiously incorrect. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like our page and follow our page on YouTube. Jimmy feels called to the Bahamas. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm with you. Listen, Can I be your armor bearer? Hawaiian Baptist Church. <laughs> I'd be like, anybody looking for a pastor in Hawaii? Bible. 
Right. Yes, sir. You armor bear, Doc. <laughs> so, hey, follow us, like us, share your comments, help to spread the word and this wonderful show. And we thank Big Mike and the whole crew for making this happen. Hey, we're out tomorrow because I think I'm taking the family to a concert tomorrow night. It's my son's first birthday. It's Jeff's son's first birthday. So happy birthday, Grayson. Right. Happy birthday, Grayson. And we appreciate all y'all. Keep liking, keep sharing. If you're offended, I love you anyway. God bless you. I have Kimberell issue an apology on my behalf. The 30th person who uh, join our live next week will get a T-shirt. We'll get a T-shirt. 30th person. <laughs> right. We'll be on next Sunday. Y'all take care. Peace out.